Hello, and welcome to The Link Podcast, the industry's link to learn, innovate, news, and knowledge in global supply chain intelligence, hosted by food logistics and supply and demand chain executive. We cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and new technologies to food safety and sustainability impacting today's supply chains. My name is Brielle Jekyll, the managing editor here, and today we have a special bonus episode for you. I'm speaking with John Dittmars, who's the EVP of Operations at National DCP, and he is one of the winners of this year's Rockstars of the Supply Chain Award, uh, produced by Food Logistics. So we're going to get to know him a little bit and uh, hear what he has to say about the supply chain. So let's link into that conversation now. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am here with John Dittmars, who is the Executive VP of Operations at National DCP, and he is one of our rock stars of the Supply Chain Awards. Hi, John. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Brielle. How are you? Great. So I wanted to hear a little bit about you and, and your career um, and, you know, talk about our, our Rockstars Award a little bit. So first, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your journey to get to the current stage in your career? Sure. Well, I joined the NDCP a short 30 years ago. Uh, been supply chain provider for Duncan's for all that time. Uh, it's, been, it's been a journey. Uh, been a long time. Uh, we've seen a significant amount of growth in our business. Uh, pretty happy with how it's gone so far. So uh, looking forward to a couple more years before, you know, potentially fading off into retirement. But uh, it's uh, it's been a pretty exciting journey. Uh, NDCP, if you uh, Google it, hasn't been around very long. I think it's just over 10 years. Uh, but we have been in the supply chain business for Dunkin' Donuts for over 40 years. Uh, we are franchise owned, which is a little unique in our space. Uh, so our franchisees actually make up the company, uh, make up the most of the board of directors. So uh, interesting, interesting concept when it comes to uh, uh, supply chain. Uh, back, you know, 40, 45 years ago, they decided that they wanted to control the supply chain. Uh, back then, it was specifically coffee and a donut flowers, uh, and then it's transitioned to just about everything the Dunkin' Donuts needs to run their facilities on a daily basis. We don't do any finished goods, but we do do all the raw material that a Dunkin' needs to uh, have on hand to run the store. That is really interesting because it's a it's such a different uh, way of doing things in the supply chain. It's, it's definitely unique. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm a Dunkin' addict myself, so anything, <laughs> hearing about any of this is, is just very interesting to me. That's very, it's it's good to hear. You know, it's 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 interesting when I go to different places and, you know, they hear you're part of that supply chain there. You know, it can be anything from why don't they have this to, you know, I, I love the coffee and I can't live without it every day. Oh, I know the supply chain questions very well in my personal right. life as well. There you um, go. You can understand that. Yeah. Well, so before this, the past couple years, mm -hmm. the supply chain wasn't talked about like this all the time. It was more behind the scenes and consumers didn't really think about it. So right. what did you know about the industry before jumping into it? And what 
specifically drew you to the supply chain industry? Uh, so it, it interesting. Uh, when I first joined Duncan, I joined as a driver. So uh, my brother and I had owned a business in uh, the Boston area doing storefronts, uh, glass storefronts. And uh, that business started to go a little south when they started stopped uh, uh, providing financing for a lot of the ownership of the, the buildings that we were doing. So uh, got to the point where it was like, okay, I, I need something to do in the interim before, you know, potentially starting another business and uh, saw an ad for uh, so a supply chain provider for Dunkin' Donuts. And I said, uh, you know, that might be a, that might be a place to just hang my hat for a couple of years. Uh, so went in, applied, and uh, like I said, actually uh, came on as a driver. Uh, so that's where I started my career 30 years ago and then have kind of risen through the system since then. Uh, but you're absolutely correct. I mean, I, 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 I didn't really think as the supply chain as a long-term vision, uh, but once you get into it, you kind of get hooked. Uh, and the next thing you know, you're, uh, you're in it for 30 plus years, I guess. Well, I love stories like that because as a executive, you have a much different, more real, um, view of operations and what it's like to be working on the ground floor, you know, so it's, I think that helps a lot when it comes to decision-making and driving the strategy of a company. It, it certainly helps, you know, you, it's kind of, you've been there, you've done that. Uh, so you have an understanding of what some of the people go through every day. So uh, you kind of take that into account when you're making uh, different decisions. I think it's helped me in my career where, you know, I look at it, potentially from a different lens than some of the other people. And, and you know, what, what, what's going to happen at the store if we do something? Uh, what's going to happen to the driver, the warehouse men? So it, it definitely gives you a, a, a different view of a different programs. Um, you know, what would you do if you changed, you know, if you, if you deliver during the day, what happens if you deliver at night? different things like that, you know? Uh, so it definitely has helped me in my career. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we talked a little bit about the shortages and how everyone is, you know, focused on the supply chain now. What have you and your team been doing the past couple years uh, to help keep the global cold food supply chain moving? Uh, it's, it, it, it's like you said, it's certainly a different time, uh, you know, Pre-COVID, everything was moving along fairly well. You know, we're we're in a business where we we try and uh, pay a little bit above the market so we can get the uh, the the best drivers, the best warehouse people. Uh, COVID kind of came uh, very quickly. Uh, I think the issue when it first hit, especially from a restaurant uh, service provider, you didn't know what was going to happen, so you you were kind of in limbo for a little while. Uh, I would say the business that we service, uh, we're, we were lucky uh, because it uh, had drive-throughs. So uh, initially when uh, COVID first hit, uh, it, business went down a little. But once people figured out, hey, you know, I don't have to go inside. I can just go through the drive-through. Uh, and it, it changed the kind of the makeup of the customer that comes to uh, Dunkin' Donuts, right? It uh it went from that early morning commuter to kind of a, a midday uh, mom looking for kind of a, a, 
an escape from the doldrums of being at home 24 uh, seven to a destination where they could take the kids uh, and, and kind of have a break of, you know, the monotony of what was going on, people staying home, you know, schooling from home, things like that. So from a supply chain perspective for us, you know, it's, it was different because, you know, we actually deliver uh, into the stores. Uh, so we, we, you know, put protocols in place where, you know, no interaction with the stores, go in, put things where they need to go uh, and basically leave the facility. So it was a little different uh, because one of the things we uh, sort of pride ourselves on is the inter- interaction with the customer, our customer, uh, and really kind of developing these relationships uh, and it kind of isolated uh, the drivers. I know there was some, uh, you know, some concern that it was kind of isolating uh, the drivers from talking to their customers. So it's it was it's a, it's an interesting take in the business. Uh, you know, it's 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 changed the workforce. I think everybody can see that uh, in the supply chain world, uh, you, you couldn't skip a beat. And I think you know, being part of it like you are, you see that because people rely on on product being in the stores, uh, not only the stores we service, but just grocery stores and everything else. So it really brought a focus to making sure you're getting to the stores on time and in full. Uh, so it was, it was a unique, a, a unique time. Uh, and we, we still kind of see that now. Uh, you know, I, I think the good thing is we, we seem to be getting, people to apply more often than we did we did at that point. Uh, we actually had an open house in our uh, West Hampton, New Jersey distribution center uh, two weeks ago where, you know, 100 people showed up for selector positions that we were advertising. Uh, we haven't seen those numbers in, in quite a few years, but uh, hopefully that's a, a, that's a sign that uh, it's starting to change and people are starting com- to come back into the workforce. Wow, that's great to hear. I'm actually in Jersey. Oh, you are. Yeah, yeah we, we had, we've had a distribution in, in New, the New Jersey area, uh, Swedesboro, West Hampton, probably for the last almost almost 35 years. That point you brought up about the interaction between the drivers and the customer is mm-hmm. something that I hadn't really thought about. That's a really interesting point that you pointed out there because. I, you know, grew up working in restaurants um, on the shore and I knew our drivers very well. You know, it was the same driver who would do the deliveries of our ingredients every, you know, every day, every week. And we definitely built like a relationship. And I never thought about how COVID would have changed that. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the big things in our in our business is establishing that relationship because we, you know, where we are franchisee owned. Uh, we like to, not a, the, the franchisees aren't necessarily in the business as much as they used to be, uh, but we like to establish that, that relationship because we do go in, uh, put things where they need to be and they can rely on us. Uh, you know, we pride ourselves on on-time delivery and, you know, almost setting your watch by the time these trucks get into the, into the, de- uh, into the stores and out of the stores. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a pretty tight relationship. Uh, and one that a lot of people rely on that, uh, you know, again, it's one of those hidden things of supply chain that uh, a lot of people don't think about. But, you know, there, there's a lot of businesses where, 
you know, they rely on the driver getting there and they know when the driver's uh, running late and there's the connection where it might be a phone call from the driver to say, hey, you know, I, I know I'm usually there at 10, but I'm going to be there at 1030, ran into uh, mm-hmm. uh, some road construction or something like that. So it, it keeps them in tune with what's going on. And, and uh, you know, they, they rely on that, that that delivery being there at a certain time. You know, you, you being from New Jersey, you know that uh, uh, those stores are not necessarily made for tractor trailers to deliver. So uh, the store owners, uh, store managers also help us out to, to get places cleared in the parking lot to get our trucks in. So I want to switch gears for a little bit. And I, I want to ask you, if you could talk to your younger self, what advice mm-hmm. would you give? Ooh, goodness. What advice would I You know, it, it, the, the business has changed. Uh, you know, I would say that it's, a, it's an exciting business, you know, but you know, if you're willing to work, it's certainly a great business to get into. Uh, I think it's changed over the years and, and to a certain degree, kind of siloed from where I came from. Uh, back in those days, you, you, you know, you had general managers, so they oversaw saw the whole facilities. Now you see more specialized uh, functions within the, uh, the distribution business. You know, you might be a warehouse guy and you'll, you'll go through your career just focusing on the warehouse. You know, you might be a logistics person that just focuses on the, uh, uh, the distribution side of the business. So uh, I, I think it's, like I said, if you're, if you're willing to, to put in the work, it's, a, it's an exciting business to be in. Uh, you know, but there are so many different functions than there were before, uh, different positions, uh, different ways to kind of establish yourself in the uh, in the business. But uh, if you if you're like I said, if you're if you're excited about you know you could you you could be somebody that stays locally. You could be somebody that uh, uh, goes international because that's how uh, diverse kind of the distribution business is. So it, it's got a lot of growth potential depending on which which avenue you want to take. What are your goals for the future? You know, I, I, I think, you know, some of our goals, uh, you know, just keep training people, keep bringing people into the business. Cause I think, you know, everybody knows there's a, there's a driver shortage right now. So it's almost being a, a spokesperson for the business to say, listen, you know, uh, you know, don't take everything at face value. Uh, you know, if you want a driving job, uh, it's a great business to be in. Uh, there's a lot of money in it. I think a lot of people just look at it and you see a truck driving down the street uh, and there's no there's no connection to it. Uh, I think, you know, if you start to look at the distribution business, the logistics field, uh, there's, there's an opportunity there to support your family and to support it very well. Uh, I think that's a a misnomer that everybody has. It's, you know, oh, it's physical labor. Uh, you know, I wouldn't really want to be a truck driver. Uh, but over the course of the past few years, what I've seen is, you know, quality of life is a, is a you know, something that a lot of people talk about. Uh, and I think the trucking industry as a whole is starting to understand that. Uh, you see, you know, less and less of the long haul guys and more of uh you know, how can I do a short haul? How can I get uh, uh, people home 
in a in a reasonable amount of time. You know, we, they don't want to necessarily be on the road for weeks at a time. They want to be uh, they want to spend a little more time at home. And I think, you know, trying to uh, get that message out will be an important part of the future of the business, uh, that it is a good place. Uh, it is a, it's a great job. Um, it's an interesting field. And, you know, um, I'm an example of if you want to start out as a driver, uh, kind of the sky's the limit. And, you know, I'd like to get that message out there that, you know, coming in as a driver or a warehouseman, there, there are opportunities uh, to advance your career just uh, coming in at kind of the bottom uh, or the, the bottom floor and working your way up. I have noticed that quite a bit in interviewing logistics companies and trucking companies that there are they're now looking for quality of life for the drivers. It's it's like the number one thing on the top of their minds. So I absolutely agree with you. It's definitely a great industry, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's obviously essential. And you know you'll definitely have steady work. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean it, and and you know there is. It's it's a it's a demanding job, uh, but there's a way uh, that companies can start to offer that quality of life. Uh, you know, if you just think about how you move from point A to point B to point C, you know, you can do some things that can reduce the amount of time people are on the road. Uh, you know, but you do you definitely have to uh, consider some of the options because it is going to be harder and harder to find. Uh, drivers that want to do it, uh, you know, even even to a certain extent. I had talked about, you know, moving from daytime work to nighttime work. Uh, in the, in our warehouses, we're seeing a lot of people that don't want to work at night. Uh, you know, they want to be home with the family during those hours. Uh, there are opportunities at night too. I mean, if both parents are working, one's working a day shift, one's working a night shift, but uh, we do see some some uh, resistance to that night work, the weekend work, things like that. Because, like I said, quality of life is a is a huge uh, attraction for a lot of the workforce out there today. Right. A big difference in general generations is mm-hmm. the younger generations are now really focused on, like you said, quality of life. So they're looking right. for jobs where they can have that schedule that they want. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it, it, I think that's an interesting part of it, right? We're trying to put uh, different shifts in for people, you know, that we might not have looked at uh, in the past. You know, it used to be an eight or 10 hour shift. That was what you offered. Uh, now you need a little more flexibility. Maybe it's part-time work. Uh, maybe it's weekend work. So you really, in, 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 this, day and time, in this day and time, you really need to be flexible, uh, with what you offer uh, in order to attract people that want to come in and uh, do the job. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, how does it feel to be named one of food logistics rock stars of the supply chain? And no, what does it, it mean to be a rock star from where you sit? Uh, it, it's great. It, it's, it's an unbelievable, uh, it, 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 it's interesting because there's a lot of people that reach out and say, hey, I, I heard about uh, your accomplishment. Uh, uh, you know, great job. It's you know been a pleasure doing business with you over the past few years. So it's it's been a, there's been an unbelievable outpouring of uh, kudos 
that, uh, you know, when you do it day in, day in and day out, you don't necessarily think about it much, but, uh, uh, really surprised at the feedback, just really ecstatic that, uh, I was able to, uh, to get this honor. It was, it was un, unexpected and, uh, just very appreciative. Well, we're so happy to have you a part of this award. You know, we really appreciate everything people like you are doing out on the job, you know, making sure that our goods are are getting there and, and the supply chains are still running. Absolutely. You know, if you're in the Duncan area, don't forget to stop by because, uh, you know, the, the that's the big thing right now. I mean, restaurant owners are, are struggling some somewhat, uh, you know, different uh different things they have to go through right now. So uh, if anybody has the opportunity to go out and support them, I would, I would recommend you do it because they are such an important part of, of the makeup of businesses, you know, or, or the people that work for us are a, a very important part of it. Um, but we wouldn't necessarily be there without the uh, custom customers we service. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on with me today. Oh, thank, thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, this honor. Like I said, it's, 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 it's unbelievable, and I, I really appreciate it. Well, like I said, we're, we're very happy that you um, are part of it. Um, again, thank you so much for doing this with me today. Um, you know, we love this award, and, and we love the people who win it, too. So, Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and tune in every Tuesday for our episodes of Link by a food logistics and supply and demand chain executive. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a thumbs up or a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Brielle for more of what's happening in the supply chain. And do not forget to hit subscribe on the Spotify, Apple and Google playlist app so you never miss an episode.